Frank. Frank, come on, man. Can I Be Frank is all about capturing real, authentic, unedited conversation. There's a bit of peak, there's more peaking from me actually. Don't start me off. <laughs> Don't get me started. Mm. Um, on, uh, can I just leave that like that there, it looks fine. And get the scone. Have you got your scone? Did you finish it? Uh, it's over there. Do you want me to get yeah. it? Well, if you're if you're keen for me to eat the scone on, on camera, well, I will. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll do the eating. Problem. I'll do the porn shot. Well, I'd hate for you to um, to be sconeless. You won't eat it sconeless. Yeah. You'd be um, here today. Scone. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad now, though. In fairness. I loaded on the jam now. Yeah, you did a bit. Yeah, you see, uh, it's a bit gluttonous. You'll pay it? in the afterlife. Oh, I will. <laughs> For a lot of things. <laughs> you might pay sooner than you think. <laughs> <laughs> With the amount of butter yeah, as well. You're really now making me feel guilty I'd there. I'd call the cardiac unit now if I were you. Yeah. Um, what is it about the idea of scones? You get the impression that maybe they're grand. They're not unhealthy. Even though like they are a big lump mm. of cake. Like Because your granny made them. Is that it? Mm. You think she wouldn't do anything to hurt me? She was a nice old lady. <laughs> and she's lolloping in the butter and the sugar. You could be right. It could be that. Like, mm. um, my mother has three scones mm. in the morning, and that's her treat every day. Well, not every day, but I mean, she's really healthy, ridiculously healthy. Mm. But when it comes to the scones, somehow she's a cornered and worked out in her brain that no, I can eat as many of those as I like my cholesterol and everything would be totally fine but at the same time I'm probably right in saying that she doesn't drink pints and shoot shots no she doesn't do anything like that no <laughs> so it's yeah, the whole she, lot isn't it that could be the key <laughs> yeah but look at the entire picture here mm. where did these particular scones come from my local bakery what's their provenance um, simply delicious is the name of the shop in um um, over by the school so they're normally freshly baked every morning um, I don't have them every morning now no I'm them. no yeah. you don't have to justify no. <laughs> I had one yesterday with Emma and I gave Emma the scone and I had the pan of chocolate which is way healthier <laughs> I don't know I wouldn't know what that tastes like because the only time I've come across it was on holidays but the Germans always got there first to get the fresh ones, snaffled all the pan of chocolate. Mm. You've tasted pan of chocolate though. Oh, yeah, no, I have had it. Yeah. Generally, um, you need to be up early in the morning. Mm. You do when it comes to the Germans, all right. <laughs> mm. Um, so here we are now, it's recording, obviously. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, have it set up. Um, so what was I going to say to you? Um, I had a kind of an opening question for you to hit you with. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, 
obviously I'll refer to all my notes and um, background, but... I didn't know it was going to be hit. I, this wasn't part of the agreement. To battery with the question. <laughs> That's true, it wasn't. No, it was a chat. Yeah, well, we could talk about the scones all day. We're in no rush. <laughs> I get the impression you've had a better... You wouldn't have the scone normally, though. You're too healthy. No, God, no. No. Um, porridge. 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 Uh, sometimes yogurt and fruit. Yeah. Uh, lots of seeds. Uh, occasionally, um, very partial to the um, poached egg. Uh, of a morning yeah. at the weekends with a bit of smoked salmon lovely some diced uh, spring onion nice and some um, cherry tomatoes but you weren't always so healthy like surely or like when did this kick in or were you you're what you're, you're 41 now mm, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish <laughs> um, 57 you're uh, not 57 I'd be 57 January. Are you really? Yeah, I'd be 57, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, 57. So either you look really good or what my view, because Rather I'm higher. getting older, my view of what older people are is just totally changed. But you look good for your age, like. Grey hair. Yeah. <laughs> but you've never thought of dying, obviously. That's no. Do you know I think I died if I had it? I, <laughs> yeah. I think I consider it anyway. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't look good. Mm. It looks like chroma key, you know, when when it went in the old days, when when um, video technology was in its infancy, you'd, you'd try and drop an image in, like a bad Photoshop, um, and you'd always get that outline. It was a total giveaway. Dyed hair is the same, it's just too black. I suppose there is a bit of that, yeah, you can't, to get the balance right of it. Unless you just continuously, you, the moment it started going grey, that you just diet then so then people just would say oh wow it's he's just mm. had black hair forever mm. maybe mm. or you could just leave a little bit of gray a little bit of gray it's, it's clever yeah the george clooney is well he's mm. more than a little bit of gray yeah well john george clooney is it's impossible to make him look ugly so i mean he's, yeah he's not getting any younger though no. i mean i mean i'm sure he's um but what was I going to say? But you weren't always so healthy. like you're healthy like no i did i know you're right frank as a young man in my, in my teens and 20s I would wolf down a giant pizza with um, pepperoni um, and anything else could pile on bar pineapple which of course as we know is, is <laughs> same goes for sweet corn yeah it's pig feed yeah and it should never ever appear on a pizza um, and neither in my opinion should pineapple or any kind of fruit for that matter yeah uh, but I yeah I would I would snaffle that stuff and kebabs I remember being in Abracababra when it first opened the first yeah. abracababra because it had well, a video jukebox which was just the coolest thing in the world uh, in the 70s right um and it was a remarkably cool place to hang out it's hard to abracababra i know yeah and you lived in dublin like i mean it, it, yeah if it was me from port leash that would have been the type of thing i might have said at the local shopping center was the place yeah, to hang no, out this was the first abracababra in ireland and they opened it in rathmines uh, and at the time i had a flat in rathmines which was like um, like a sitcom, really. Yeah. It, it was. It was like the young ones. It was incredibly dishevelled, and uh, nothing really worked. And I don't think we'd running water in the the bathroom um, sink, and we had to boil a kettle to have a shave. Yeah, uh, I think that much has changed for students now, though. I'd say they're still staying in diets. Like well, I, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I wouldn't like to think that it's it's bit easier for them than it was for me. Um, but we did have the um, cooker in in the. Uh, the wardrobe 
um, a cooker in the wardrobe. Well, it's kind of that, that. That was the standard thing in the in the sort of bedsit type arrangement. Although ours wasn't a bedsit because we did have a second room with, with with a bedroom. Yeah. To share for two. Okay. My my flatmate would awaken at about eight o'clock, cough loudly, yeah. and light his first major of the day. So I suppose you could argue I wasn't terribly healthy then, just <laughs> through inhaling his smoke. Well, you were smoking though, were you back then? No, not really. I think I used to have the occasional one at a party. I'd have a silk cut or... or so um, you've always been on occasion. You still would have the cute one, like, late at night. Oh, yeah, occasionally, yeah. 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 Um, but I always feel guilty about it, if that's any help. I think guilt is one of the greatest things <laughs> oh, right. ever in the world. No, it's great. It's a beautiful Irish trait. Guilt. Fucking... <laughs> Yeah, we're probably the world masters of guilt, all right. Guilt, yeah. I think we invented, we definitely invented the idea of sex being dirty. Filthy dirty. Filthy dirty. Isn't it amazing? Like, we grew up, well, I definitely grew up with that, so you must have, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, there were dirty books. Dirty books. Only you could get your hands Dirty pictures, Mm. dirty movies. Mm. Yeah, everything was dirty. The trick (laughs) was to go to to London to get your dirty books. Um, And there was a kind of a, a, a silent... Uh, trade and swapsies um, for um, your your dirty books. Was um, there really? Yes. I How did that work? Well, what you would do is, um, on, upon visiting another teenager's uh, house, you would conceal... There must have had to been certain rules around the exchange, like well, in terms of undamaged the, goods. You, you would wrap the dirty book around your um, your lower leg and stick it into your sock. In those days, trousers went were a bit more generous than they are now. Yeah. There was ample room for, for the ladies to, to um, facilitate them in your socks. Um, even though some of them were very big ladies, it has to be said. Right. Um, and then uh, it would be smuggled uh, in, into, into um, a buddy's bedroom and, and swapped for another dirty book. God almighty. Um, yeah, because... See, we're organised. I mean, there was no... Oh, where yeah. I was growing up now, there was, there was hardly even admitting to mm. the fact. It wasn't until maybe a little mm. bit older that you'd mm. even admit to the fact that you would look at such film mm. and mm. be interested in it. Yeah, it, it, it was unbelievably dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember thinking about that one day going, how are you supposed to be right, like, as a human? If mm. you've, about sex, if you've grown up with the ingrained idea of that you're a dirty article for looking at those dirty things. Well, there's probably a reason for that. That that I mean, I I, I agree that the Irish are particularly you know, slow. I think we we've changed a lot, but I think we we always were particularly guilt-ridden when it came to sexual topics. Yeah. But I think sex, when you look at primitive people and cultures around the world, uh, is surrounded by taboo. Yeah. It is a subject of taboo. Yeah, and, it is. Yeah. And there must be a reason for that. Hmm. Um. It's religion, though, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I think well, it's, it pro- it's probably it's such a, a, a... And I suppose the same is true of food. You know, that food uh, occupies the same kind of position in, in religion because you have the idea of, you know, breaking the bread and, and the wine and all of that. And I think, yeah. in, again, in primitive people's food and feasting and all of that yeah. is very important. So I suppose kind of the basic needs um, gets assumed into religion. Mm. I, you know, I've always believed that religion occurs because we need rules yeah uh, that societies need absolutes uh, otherwise we just spend the entire day arguing about who's right and who's wrong but if god says so well then well that takes any that. ambiguity out but they, yeah. but they, they yeah. definitely um uh, they definitely had an impact in terms of uh, whether uh, what i've read is that at one stage uh, priests were able to get married and then because 
of the risk of money leaving the church and going to the family and the kids, mm-hmm. the church deemed it that uh, priests weren't able to get married. Mm. So it was a monetary motivation. And so then to be able to kind of encourage this whole celibate sort of lark that it was deemed as, you know, dirty and impure and impure at a certain age and all this sort of stuff. That, and then you have an idea that uh, the Virgin Mary is pure and mm. it's good to be a virgin mm. and so to not be that you're impure therefore to have sex is dirty but i mean preceding that we had the vestial virgins in ancient rome go on uh, they and, and they were they were they were um kind of handmaidens of the temple i think right i don't know too much about roman religion uh, but they had a series of gods uh, and the, you know vestial virgins were required to to carry out um certain ceremonies so right. it's not Peculiar to um to Catholicism. No. Um, uh, you know. I, but I that demented sort of view. How did it, it's 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 like the idea though. Anything that maybe it is like food. Anything that we desire mm. or want too much mm. of or whatever. Somehow mm. we. I mean, it can be screwed up by wanting too much of anything. It ends up fucking you up a little bit. But the that mm. idea, isn't it? That I it, think so. Yeah, food and the gluttonous and all that and, and land. <laughs> which religion is particularly in the church are particularly good on land land uh, yeah land holding on to land they have large swathes of land always you know if you yeah. remember I remember growing up in Dublin and you'd, you know you'd roaming free around the, the bits of the city that hadn't been developed and all, you'd, you'd always come across um, a huge convent with yeah. masses of land yeah uh, and, and then you'd, you'd rarely see any nuns because there were only a handful of the poor ladies in there but they, they, they were sitting on this valuable swathe of land. It was like we, we, went around the, in Ireland. we went around the Vatican, though, and uh, it is that you kind of get this feeling of, oh, here, lads, if you, is enough not enough? Like, when is enough? There's, in every room, singular room, is packed with these treasures of ancient and epic proportion. And you kind of... one. They all almost look the same because there's so much how to even distinguish one that is a masterpiece. Maybe you can have one explained to you. But to me, I was looking at all and they all blended into being all all the same. But maybe it was amazing and maybe I forgot the history and whatever. But it was more so, it was like they were hoarding. And Mm. so they're hoarding land. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And land is power, especially in Ireland. Mm, It is, yeah. Um, And it's a finite resource. Sure, on Fifth Avenue, haven't they got one of the most expensive pieces of real estate with that church on? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's what Jesus between skyscrapers. To be honest, yeah. That's what Jesus would want, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, really and truly, if he was to come back and there wasn't loads of land, I can't imagine the son of a carpenter wouldn't be impressed. Like without loads of gear and father, son, and holy developer. Mm, holy developer, mother of God, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, how did we where did we go with that one? We were food, healthiness, food, food and dirty books and dirty books. Yeah, and the church trying so, to make us feel guilty about them. But I'm, I'm, oops, I'm saying that um, it's not just uh, the Catholic Church. It's all of them that prizes virginity. Yeah. Um. They all do, do they? Well, I don't know. Um. I know in one of the religions that if you um, if you do a bit of bombing, you get loads of virgins when you die. Oh right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I don't know which one that yeah, is. That like could the, be the Protestants or something, you know? <laughs> is, that, is that not a bit like the checks and the post? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit... You're taking a bit of a leap of faith, like, you know... We'll talk about the price after the job's finished. Yeah, do you think there's... Yeah. <laughs> Classic one in advertising. A bit of negotiation before, and look, can I just see some of the evidence that mm. of this... Maybe just one of the virgins? Mm. <laughs> or do I... Or at least, okay, look, can I just get a testimonial from somebody who has experienced those ten virgins? Do you know what I mean? And then I'll definitely do the bombing. But that's, the email address of one of the virgins. Yeah, I just trapped them. I won't harass them. I won't send them too many messages. <laughs> I might just friend them on Facebook. Yeah, do you mind? Like, just a little bit of proof. If that's <laughs> That just doesn't seem to be... Yeah, enter into the discussions, does it really? You know. What we were saying was that, that all the primal things, like food and land and sex, yeah. uh, that are the things that are important to us as, as human animals yeah. um, inevitably get uh, to be the, f- the focus uh, of religion because, yeah. because religion needs to manipulate us. Okay. Um, and sometimes you could argue for our own good mm. uh, in, in that, you know, People do seem to need rules, but it mm. seems to go badly wrong because of the um, attraction of power. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it said that the church in Ireland, um, you know, the church of, I suppose, early Christians um, worked quite well um, because it was fairly organic and it just adapted to the pagan rituals and rites that were here already okay. and to the society that it was, it was uh, invading, if you like, or inveigling its way into. But where it really got tricky was when it became centralised, you know, like a big multinational corporation yeah. um, in, in Rome. And then, you know, that church had politi- was inevitably a political organisation, even though it perhaps didn't want to be. Yeah. It had to become. It, it, the definition of politics is, you know, the science of power. So once you have that much power, you become a political entity. That's kind of interesting, though. Never ever thought about it. it, it that's kind of like this idea of globalization versus localization. Mm. So you're saying at one stage there probably was a mm. a local strategy for the churches. I think so. And yeah. they were, they were adaptable and flexible to the needs of the people. And then it became the central message, central product, central packaging. Mm. And sorry, guys, we're going to have to stick to this one that's line right. of thinking. Yeah, that's right. And we just homogenize everything. And apparently. The church in Ireland uh, adapted to the pagan festivals that were here already, yeah. and, and just took a few of those on and said, right, "We'll go with that. We can, we can, we can handle that." Yeah, because that is the the truth is as well. Then that you know, for all these festivals, say like Christmas Day, mm. it is a pagan festival originally. Am I right? I remember so. that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that may be a coincidence rather than by design. Well, in fairness, um, it's a bit of a big coincidence, isn't it? One is the, the, the Festival of the Sun or the well, whatever. Well, the solstice is, what, the 21st, is it? Yeah. Um, of December, so, you know, it's not far off. And the sun and the son of God. I mean, it's okay, that's a word play too. <laughs> but, I mean, some. I mean, I can see, well, do you know what, there's two of them. I don't two, know let's, can, let's, they're too close together. It's like having your birthday and Christmas together. I don't know if we can organised religion down to puns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure somebody somewhere kind of said, well... <laughs> Do you know what that rhymes with? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, you know, the idea of, say there's Christmas Day and the solstice, did somebody just go, do you know what now? We, because that's two days off work, too close together, and obviously we've seen Stephen's Day, we should get rid of one of them, join them together. <laughs> You'd love to know, but I mean, yeah. Well, you know, the other the other thing that people I think don't don't recognise is that that somebody edited the Bible. 
Yeah. You know, the, 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 the scrolls um, that, that went to, to, to form the Bible uh, are not... Are, not rep- the Bible is not representative of what was found in, no, in it's the not. cave, and somebody kind of went, oh, I don't know about that. That put that there. It's yeah. tedious. Well, it, are the it, readers really going to like this? Well, in actual <laughs> to me, as far as I know, there's there's hundreds of Bibles. Bible means short story, or that's in essence oh, of what right. it means, and I think it does anyway. And um, I have one which is the Gnostic Bibles, and so Thomas wrote a Bible, Mary Magdalene wrote a Bible I mean you know even back then um, well, there's no point there I was trying That's to make a joke again yeah um, but um, uh, I that's a lower power mode already I might have to plug in my phone so um, uh, but so there's like there's uh, there was hundreds of Bibles and they reduced them down to four and the Gnostics were certain of uh, certain Bibles of which Thomas was one of them and right. Thomas is obviously known as Doubting Thomas yeah which is, I mean, what a way to um, stop somebody uh, doubting by making it a bad thing to doubt. Was it Donald Trump gave him that name? <laughs> fake news. Fake, fake news. Yeah, he's just spreading fake news about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because all you have to do is say that. Ah, he's just a doubting Thomas. Mm. But so anyway, they, that, that's and they whittled them down obviously to four stories that told the story that they wanted to tell but it doesn't even fit with their whole corporate strategy really does it the bibles but if if it is the word of the, um the chief executive yeah god uh, itself, yeah. Sure, surely the, the the shareholders should get to see it in its entirety yeah you would have thought i always i found that fascinating and actually i have read um thomas's bible have you i have yeah um and it's good well, actually, it's it's more phrases and sentences, and it is actually quite mystical. It's um, well, it kind of ties into the kind of pure form of maybe what he heard back then. It's it's more, it's like I am the rock. Yeah, this kind of line that I think of is something like I am the rock, and the rock mm-hmm. is me, and uh, it's like this idea of no separation. We won't go into it too much, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it is quite the phrases in it are quite pure and simple without they're not dogmatic they're not kind of like that he knew something or um and now, now you have all these spiritual teachers like the likes of Eckhart Tolle who would quote um Saint Thomas and mm. so it is it is as much as anything is fact it is it, these bibles of which Saint Thomas and I always kind of liked Thomas because you right. know he even he got a bad rap the way I thought about him. You know, the poor laddie asked a few questions. Just give me a little bit of proof, that's all I'm asking. And he gets all this abuse. About these vestal virgins, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just even have a picture? Just one of them, just because I mightn't I mightn't like them. <laughs> they mightn't like me? They might, well, I mean, they're guaranteed. So well, you're they, a saint. I mean, you're a saint. That's, that's got to be worth something. Yeah. Um, where did you get hold of his Bible? I'm fascinated by it. You can buy it online. Um, and you can actually, you don't even have to go and buy it online. You type in the Gnostic Bible of St. Thomas and you will get somebody mm-hmm. somewhere else. And equally of Mary Magdalene. Now, I can't remember what I would have remembered a few years back as to what she said. But again, mm. hers was kind of... Um, it, it was a sort of a less constricted... They're just sent as like notes, which you imagine that is really how you would write, mm. as opposed to writing a start, middle and an end, mm-hmm. and be, you know, in the beginning sort of language, mm-hmm. 
Well, that's not that's the beginning of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know who wrote that, do we? The, 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 in the beginning, there was light and all that stuff. Is good, good stuff. Yeah, you don't. They, they, that came from the Old Testament, yeah. and the Old Testament was there obviously before Jesus, mm. and the Old Testament mm. is similar to the Jewish mm. um, Bible. Bible. Yeah. So they they kind of there's a, a lot of smiting going on. Smi- what's smiting? Smiting. What's smiting? They're smiting the Philistines. Beating them. Oh, beating, beating them. them. They're smitten. They're beaten down. Do you could see something like that? It's quite, it's quite, quite a pot border, the, the, the Old Testament. There's a lot of smiting. Yeah, well, it's... it's and begetting. B- begetting or begetting? begetting. What, what is begetting? <laughs> There's a punning there. This is a pun. This is a pun <laughs> festival here. <laughs> begetting is give, giving birth to. <laughs> Flick this thing on you know, Solomon begets such and such, and David and, and David beget somebody else, and they were always begetting people. Oh, that's like The Simpsons. There's an episode, and Solomon begat somebody, and is that give that is that give birth to? Mm. Yeah, give birth to. Mm. So yeah, okay. Mm. Um, and what were we saying there? Just on the, the we're wondering who who was responsible for writing the Old Testament because he seems to have seemed to have a good well, touch. We, yeah, there is much he more seemed to drama. I mean, he summed it up quite nicely. You know, in the beginning, there was mm. there was light, mm. but obviously, like he, they, somebody just decided. You know what? I'll summarize the whole of creation in a couple of lines. You're just <laughs> gonna make this easy. There's an unbelievable Ricky Gervais sketch about um, uh, uh, the Bible, and he goes, "In the in the beginning, there was light, and it was good." Mm-hmm. And then Ricky Gervais goes, "A um, little bit arrogant, calling it good," you know. <laughs> But uh, well, that's fine. Let's move on from that. Um, the first ever review. <laughs> yeah, review yourself. I suppose there's nobody else around. Oh, good, it's not. But great would have been better. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's fabulous, amazing. darling. Look what I've just done. I've just made light. Uh, wish there was somebody. Here. Oh, I got an idea. Yeah, nobody to see it. <laughs> Give Adam and Eve a go. I mean, it does kind of make sense, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, do you know what's a good segue uh, although I could talk about that I must give you a copy of the Gnostics thing or I'll point you towards it yeah, um, yeah oh. I'm just impressed that you bothered um, I, I think that shows an inquiring mind uh, it, it's, I've never heard of anybody um, looking it up or seeking it out shall we say well I suppose I just when I heard that there was another bible there wasn't just four my brain instantly goes oh okay so how come that didn't make the cut like or is that true or what happened there we need, we need more like you Frank it's, it's the, re- the, the rest of us are, are, are just sheep who go well okay we'll just take what we're given and you've edited it that's fine by me well you see I don't think it's heard though I don't think people actually hear oh okay sorry there's, there was more than four bibles there was, mm. there was more than four bibles mm. And they go, oh, I thought there was only Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John who could have been asked to write shit down. And and, I, and then I, sp- I kind of just wanted to see if there's some answer to what's going on um, to this. The Church's spin doctor, whoever he is, has done an excellent job in hiding the fact that there were other Bibles because it's not widely known as far as I know. Yeah, I think... Just it, you and I know about this. I, <laughs> well, it's not in popular conversation. I think it should be in popular conversation, especially yeah. if you're going to Mass on a Sunday. But then, you see, I suppose you're not really... Put your hand up and say, excuse me. Can Any chance we get a reading from St. Thomas? He sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relate to him. I don't speak out of turn, but I can just relate to him a tiny bit. <laughs> it's not going to go down well, is it? No. It's not going to go down well. And then the Mary Magdalene one. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. The Mary Magdalene one. No. I mean, what do you mean? She's no. obviously the she the worst woman. and the worst for having sex with them yeah. and all the yeah. other lads and in the village. Woman, which was, you 
Do you see? And I mean, what Mary Magdalene should have done is, um, no, it doesn't work. I was going to say she should have just played the whole version card and denied it, like oh. Ma- like Mary did. But that's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's not funny. Possibly, possibly, possibly yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. I might. What I might do is get that charger over there. Actually, sure. uh, just to be, to be safe, to be sure. If I have this, um. Another oh, oh, I see you have the Bash Batman comic books here. The Batman comic comic books, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I read that one. A fair few uh, Killing Joke, I think I looked at that too. Let me see, just as this bad boy stretch it. May not stretch. This is what I get for my charge. My battery doesn't last near as long. Oh, careful, you're yeah, okay. No, it's just not going to work. I have this one anyway. So it's running behind you there that I just stuck the prick. I won't bother. It. If, it, if it dies, it dies. We have the other phone. Sorry about that. Sorry for that broadcast interruption there now. No problem. Um, but anyway, I think we've solved everything really in terms of the Bible, have we? I'd, I'd say pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You're obviously not religious. No, not really. Mm. Um, I think I was when when I was a kid, but but um, again, that's because you feel obliged to be. Mm. Uh, and I would have had um, kind of Bible studies push my way. Yeah. Being from the Protestant tradition. All right. Uh, so oh. Study of the Bible was you know quite. Realise you were yeah. Protestant. Yeah, that's why I'm so good at making jam. <laughs> pick, picking berries. Are you good at making jam? Well, I can turn my hand to most things. Okay. Really. Is that a thing? That's a thing, is it, about Protestants? Oh, God, yeah. Is yeah, it? yeah, pickle and, and um, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, smelling vaguely of mothballs and dogs. Um, uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, having a fondness for, for wild berries uh, and, and knowing where to pick them. Um, I can remember in our garden at home, we had uh, a large uh, area of raspberries. Yeah. My, my, my responsibility to go and pick the raspberries not the worst mother, job we had gooseberries in our house Catholic household mm-hmm. go on here yeah the neighbours had um, uh, gooseberries and we could try to do swapsies you know to okay. make more interesting jams but it was mostly um, uh, my mother would make blackberry jelly which was actually very good like mm. the blackberry jelly yeah very nice on toast with butter it's kind of special that um, didn't make it that often it was mostly we you know buckets of raspberries so they would be the season we also had peculiarly only protestants know about this loganberries have you ever heard of i've Logan? never See? heard of loganberries See? yeah the prods you oh, just yeah. knew that's how we know each other you just mentioned loganberries yeah, yeah. oh really that's yeah, the code much is more it? reliable than a masonic handshake <laughs> hmm. um uh, tell me when you were growing up hmm. um was it a thing being a protestant did you yeah. you aware of it being a difference or like I'm yes, Protestant yes. and most people I know are Catholics. Yeah. Um, well, for a start, you generally have a smaller family. Where, where mm. I grew up in the 60s, um, Goatstown, all my neighbours had seven or eight kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, one or two might have had, you know, two or three, but, but mostly uh, the normal was about six or seven mm. children. And they were living in, in 
um, three bedrooms MEDs. So people were remarkably um, clever about about space and how to how to utilize it. Yeah. Uh, and you know there were quite a few people who were in the building trade, so they would they would augment their home and turn the area under the um, the staircase into a bedroom for two of the kids or or um, or such like. And and you know there's always attic extensions. Yeah. Uh, and people sleeping all over the place because it was, it was amazing what, yeah. what people would do because um, they had to because yeah. they weren't allowed to control their families so uh, they all had big families and it was great because there were so many kids there was uh, you were never short of anyone for to make up a football team uh, <laughs> and we would play football for hours in the street uh, yeah. uh, but in the cul-de-sac because there weren't really you know most families had one car mm. and uh, it was gone. daddy had gone to work in it that day so yeah. um, during the summer we'd play football until a neighbour called the guards who'd turn up on a motorbike why do you never see guards on motorbikes anymore uh, you, you do on the that? motorway no rarely not as much you see them just cruising around trying to look cool yeah I remember there were two cops on motorbikes that used to come and take our football or, or tell us to, to take our football and bring it home and I think we nicknamed them Ollie and Pie Face I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> but did you notice did you, when you so the family thing is kind of interesting mm. um, I'm curious mm. actually when May, like you said obviously it was the control they couldn't they couldn't mm. have the rubber johnnies but mm. um, yeah, did you know was there a thing was there a stigma or there wasn't a, not a stigma yeah, but slightly. was there a thing there was a slight stigma I mean it, you were considered odd uh, and um, it was you would be asked to explain it from time to time understandably yeah. um, but there's really nothing to explain apart from the raspberries and the loganberries. And, and tell me this though, is, is it Mary, Oswald. you don't believe in the divineness, of, not you don't believe in the divineness, so, but that is that the differentiator between Protestants uh, and Catholics? I think Catholic? tra- transubstantiation is, is, is the issue. Go on, what's that mean? Uh, which is, is the belief that, I, I think, I hope I'm right on this, that, that, that the host actually becomes the body of Christ. Um, whereas the, the, the prods believe that uh, it's just symbolic. Um, Okay. The very laissez-faire. The bread, is it? The, whole, the, the bread? Yes. So oh. that's, that's the, the d- divide. It's, it's not divine. to do with Mary. It become, a miracle takes place at Mass. You should know this, Frank. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking, one of these days they'll start asking I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell, though. I mean, that's where, <laughs> that's where all the great crack is, you know. Exactly, down the back of the airport. That's where all the drugs are. Everybody's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> all the booze and the yeah. orgies. I'm defi- yeah. I mean, I definitely go there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we can get your ticket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do realise it'll probably be a Ryanair flight. Yeah, my, myself and Neil are going to have an open relationship in heaven. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we've agreed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, apparently the, the um, belief is that the, that the the bread become a miracle takes place and the bread becomes the body of Christ. But the, the Luther and the boys drew the line on this and said, I hear, we're not having that. We're just, it's just symbolic. It's just to remind us that, that Christ died for us on, on the cross. And that's how they... Symbolism. Wow. That's the only real difference. And so you, Mary is still a virgin Apart in your side. There was no confession. And so no was, guilt, yeah. Well, less guilt less guilt I think, I think it's nicer I think uh, like I was at a ceremony recently for my nephew and I mean I don't buy into that sort of stuff but actually it was a lovely sort of uh, 
as these things go, it was a lovely gathering and it was almost community-esque feeling of it. Like people, maybe I just got sucked in by all the cakes and stuff like that, mm. but people brought cakes and mm. goodies mm. to that's the ceremony like afterwards. They're, see, they're, when they're not making jam, they're baking. That's what, they're, that's yeah, what you're up to. Cakes, yeah. My mother yeah. was forever coming home from bringing by sales with chocolate cakes. My grandmother would roll her eyes and say, you bought another chocolate cake, didn't you? Yeah. What about a coffee cake for a change? Coffee cake. And they would have, the Protestant ladies would have a particular, they'd have a knowledge, they'd know the form of other Protestant ladies who were particularly good in the kitchen. Oh, really? So they'd get to the bring and buy sale earlier to get Mrs. Cox's, Pippin's, Mrs. Mrs. Cox's cake because she made a particularly good um, sponge, a lovely sponge. <laughs> so they'd, be, they'd have their eye on, as soon as she took it out of her obligatory square biscuit tin, slightly yeah. rusted biscuit tin and placed it proudly on her stall they'd swoop like vultures something nice about the home sales it. though isn't there like those cake sales you know with home cooked when it's good home cooked stuff mm. isn't there I'd oh, be yeah. into that like excellent yeah yeah the, what you call Bring it sale, it the Victorian sponges Victorian Protestant sponge. that would be yeah, Protestant oh, God, yeah, they wouldn't them. be Catholic they wouldn't get the credit I for that know. I don't no. know I'll be the Mary sponge. I'm not sure about the religious delineation of... of, um, Sponges. Of of confectionery. (laughs) But but I I do know that the the, um, jams and chutneys would be a big thing. Okay. Your prods would be after the chutney now. They'd have it stashed away. Would they? Oh, yeah. Because it lasts longer, is it? Uh, Yeah, well, I suppose so. They'd make their own chutney with with green tomatoes. You don't have a greenhouse. Gardening is big with prods. Is it? Oh, they're ferocious gardeners. (laughs) Forever oh. out there pottering around with their and dogs. That's why they s- smell of dogs slightly and mothballs. Because um, so you're, you're allowed to say all this. Because, yeah. yeah, the clothes have been handed down from. Well, I say it slightly tongue in cheek. Yeah, of but, course. But yeah, it, yeah. handed down from generation to generation. Mm. So that always a vague whiff of mothballs, gin, um, uh, and chutney. From, from, <laughs> that's how you know a product. Jesus, it's funny though. Like, mm. uh, like I was growing up with the idea that it was obviously. Protestants were other, whatever way. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. in my um, family, I have a cousin, and she married a Protestant. Mm. And I'm pretty sure my grandfather, who would have been is a Republican, mm. he could not get his head around that. Like that, mm. uh, that was just uh, that wasn't a good thing. Mm. Put it like that. Mm. And. Um, but I think you know he gave a, he uh, he gave a speech in the day of the wedding and he said something like, "There's been many good Protestants in our time, mm. Daniel O'Connell," and, mm. and and then the joke was that he had to go back a hundred years to find a good Protestant. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, but it, but well, statistically, it, there aren't as many of them, so the chances of you know hitting on a on a, on a decent one are yeah, but far between her. You, I mean, you, less yeah. than one percent of the population. So. Yeah, so you do feel a little bit like a celebrity growing up, uh, a weird kind of celebrity, sort of like a mixture of being a demon and a celebrity. The uh, demon. When I was a kid, people would occasionally corner me and say, do you believe in the Pope? Mm. And I'd go, well, I don't think there's any option. He's there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, not like the Holy Spirit, which kind of requires a bit of a leap of faith. The Pope mm. really does exist, and, and he is the head of the church. Uh, so I can't not believe in him. Yeah, but, but you, Jews don't don't believe in him yeah this is when I was quite a young lad so um, but the, it, the it, depths of theological discussion didn't well growing up in Dublin as well must there's a lot more free attitude religion didn't have the power and and also uh, I always got the impression that being on that side is less um, 
dogmatic on that side what the fuck like but the whole rearing of it was less dogmatic and how you should live and all that or was that true well I remember um, the 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 prods don't do um, first holy communion yeah Um, they do communion okay which is later yeah non-divine so they smugly used to believe that that the children were, were were teenagers by then and old enough to understand what they were getting into and it wasn't a, uh, simply a chance to, to dress up like a cake and and uh, extort money from your relatives yeah um, but that's just because just you know because it suited them to, to say that yeah um, but I do I, I possibly am not a member of the church because I did actually attend the um, communion classes you'd have to go to where you kind of prepared to enter the yeah. church please yeah, uh, and I do remember showing up on the day to be confirmed and promptly passing out, um, uh, in the pew, uh, because I hadn't had breakfast and it was early in the morning and I was nervous, um, and fainting, uh, so I I failed to actually get my um communion. Did you uh, at, at that? Uh, yeah, so I, I may technically there. not be a member of of, of the, the Protestant faith, which is fine by me. Yeah, isn't it spectacular? Although it is a cultural thing. I I do quite like the fact that it gives you. A a cultural difference or a colour a slightly different shade yeah that's really the only value I can think of it is yeah it's less done less harm apparently I don't I mean that's not true if you look oh, back into history so that's I too much of an ignorant statement that. there yeah 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 I know in terms oh, of yeah. atrocities but I, I suppose in terms of impact is it you know remember the, the Huguenots and but like they can get married for example and I, well, that's what I mean Priest, oh, this is oh less you mean the, the whole child abuse thing yeah this, yeah, this yeah, seems well, to be less rampant is it I don't know yeah um, I, I would imagine it would be I mean mm, uh, I'm a bit it, ignorant on that now yeah well I, I, I remember hearing something a couple of months ago about some oh there was that instance in, in King's Hospital um, school where, where there was a, a kind of a the boarders had an initiation uh, ceremony involving uh, a hockey stick going where it ought not to mm. um, and uh, there have been instances I think of people being well I think there will always be with power uh, with power yeah there will be, yeah. be abuse mm. um, but but yeah certainly if, if people are sexually frustrated uh, you know you need to talk to Brian Darcy about, about all of that he's very clear views on the priest should be married and he Does would he? like to have been married yeah yeah, yeah. that's common it. sense I think you'd take them more seriously they'd be able to have more empathy with living and life well, I'd go further. I'd say the the thing that will really rescue uh, the the church, um, and maybe it'll be a good thing to rescue it because I don't know what's going to fill that enormous void if it does. Do you think something needs to fill that enormous void? Well, I think uh, nature teaches us that something will. That wherever there's a vacuum, nature nature fills it. Yeah. So I don't know what will it will it be just rampant consumerism, um, instead instead of instead. Do you the think church? the church stops that? I mean. It, I don't think I think I think what's happened is it has it has got to the point where the brakes are off and the car is rolling down the hill. So I don't think it can actually stop anything at this stage. I think it is has become impotent. Mm. Um but I think the thing that could possibly rescue it is is if they ordained women as priests. Yeah. That's and I a good think point, women yeah. make excellent priests. Yeah. And uh, because they're very compassionate compared mm. to men. Uh and uh and, and in touch with families and that, that where the church bizarrely seems to fall down is misunderstanding of family. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'd like the idea to see what it was like if there's absolutely zero impact of it. I mean, I think it's still, it's still, although quietly sneaking back in, it reaches to every crevice. Power structures seem to reach to every crevice of society now. I mean, it's still in schools in Ireland. I mean, even I was looking at fucking Fox News mm. the last day and this female presenter was talking about the recent thing in Texas where somebody went into a, mm. a, and shot 26 people. Mm. And she said, I know it was terrible, but at least it happened in a church. So, I mean, because you're there with Jesus Christ and, you know, I mean, you can, at least you're going to end up in eternity or some fucking mm. absolute horse manure. Mm. And you're, you're kind of going, now, I know you're bullshitting me. Mm. Don't start talking to me about jeebus mm. don't start giving me that shit like i know mm. you were all just seen because that's what your audience wants you to mm. say i mean mm. I, I i but so there's that idea of what's the idea that idea of it being used to, as a stick to beat people with mm. still it kind of it, it doesn't seem to have a balance of live and let live mm. like come if you want to come don't come if you don't want to come and we don't need to impact you in your life you make your own decisions it's yeah. it's impact it's telling you what to do in the end and i think okay. anything that tells people what to do isn't really good well you know this this is the point i made earlier that 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 there is an argument to be made that we have religion because we needed it yeah. because we needed to organize people uh, and to get them to stop fighting uh, one another and to actually unite under something uh, I think it's. I think it's more. Um, but what I'm saying is that yeah. once it becomes all powerful, mm. that it becomes corrupted. It's yeah. back, to, back to Animal Farm again, uh, and and it be, once it becomes a political organization, um, rather than a, a spiritual movement, uh, then uh, it it inevitably starts to rot and fester. Uh, and, and bully people yeah but I actually think their need for it comes out of this idea that um, you grow up the first thing you know is parent uh, uh, the parent son daughter relationship mm. and that's this comfort factor of being led by a father figure mm-hmm. and either that father figure is stern or soft mm-hmm. or easy going or whatever it is and then you're out into the world and there is no apparent without a, a government in place to keep mm. you safe or a church that's supposed to keep you safe. You, that's where this searching for it is. And maybe somebody steps forward and goes, well, I'll be the one. But I, I think that's, that's where it, it, it comes from this idea that, um, we should walk, walk, how can I survive without a father figure to mind me and tell me what to do? You absolutely can survive without. But then maybe some can't and need it. Mm. But I think that's where the need, this inherent need for power structure somebody to look up to comes from parenthood yeah yeah patriarchal yeah. society yeah yeah and yeah. um, the people that, that interest me um uh, in, in the, the wide variety of protestant churches that are out there um, and there's some pretty weird ones mm. um, it's a splinter groups little sects yeah but the bigger group like opus day on yeah, the other side well, yeah well, well but they're just just smaller um <coughs> kind of veins of Protestantism I suppose yeah. um, as opposed to the major arteries but, but one, one of the, the bigger churches is, is the Society of Friends or the mm. Quakers Yeah, quite interesting in, in, the, in the way that they, they've organised themselves because they seem from the people I've met to be a bit special um, and they don't have a hierarchy 
as right. far as I know, they, they have meetings. Uh, they don't go in for high church, so there isn't much in the way of ornamentation. In fact, there's nothing in the way of ornamentation. It's stripped back to a bare room, the yeah. idea being to concentrate on the spiritual. And they don't have priests. Oh. Um, they have uh, a kind of <laughs> a communist setup whereby people arrive in the room and, and the, I think the phrase they use is they wait for the spirit to move them, which is a phrase you're probably familiar with. Uh, and I think that's where it came from. Is from I could be wrong in that, but I think it came from the Quakers. And, and then somebody will say something um, that they feel moved to say yeah. uh, of a religious nature, and others will then chime in off that. Mm. Uh, that's kind of, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. And but so what about money? Um, apparently they're brilliant business people right uh, the Quakers are pretty good in business and, and renowned for being kind to their employees I think um, I think the people in Ballymaloo may well be Quakers who run Ballymaloo there's a Quaker graveyard opposite Butler's Pantry there at the top yes. of Black Rock yeah I think there's a meeting house there or used to be as well is there yeah Yeah, I've never been in it but I heard about it um, mm. but uh, I just always found that interesting and, and kind of heard and I've met a few Quaker people and they did seem to be very good and gentle yeah. individuals so maybe this is an example of religion that works I don't know um, yeah I think anything that becomes too popular gets fucked up by somebody somewhere wanting to put their oar in um, well that's what I'm saying I think that I think once once it achieves a certain critical mass it's inevitably by definition a political force and then and then the game is up mm, yeah uh, it's, it's over yeah, it's very true, actually. Yeah. Well, when everything, it's in absolutely everything, mm. every kind of mm. club or um, anything. It becomes unknowable. You know, once, once you're in an organisation where you, you know, and you'll have experienced this in work yourself, I'd say, Frank, uh, you get to an organisation where you can't know everybody in it. Yeah. There's just too many, two, several hundred. And you can't remember all the names and you, can, you, and you never, in the time you, you operate there, actually get to meet everyone. Mm. It's kind of slightly worrying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, I suppose. Yeah, it's just got too big. It doesn't need to get so big, but that's the... But then, of course, what happens is we organise into smaller departments. And, 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 of course, inevitably, the departments, because we're human beings, mitigate against each other. Yeah. <laughs> the accounts department fighting the creative department, the creative department <laughs> fighting the, the, um, the yeah. media department, and the media department... We're a complex, really, when you think about everything like that, everybody kind of, um, when you think of even the multiplicity of religions and the way we, the way we operate, like, it's, it's um, yeah, we're complex creators all the same, aren't we? God love us. I suppose so, but we're simple at the same time. Mm. That's where we started. We were talking about, you know, religion focusing on the basic needs, like yeah. food, like sex, like land, um, Shelter. Um, and the, well, like when I went into this whole phase of looking into it all, like you, you saw the similarities between all the religions. It's like they all started off with some sort of essence of, we'll say, a truth, some sort of an idea that appealed, whatever that idea was. And those truths were are in all of them, maybe apart from Scientology, but um, <laughs> but they all had some sort of essence of grains of something and then I always like I'm just it checking the ceiling because you said that about Scientology in case Tom Cruise comes <laughs> clattering in on a wire 
That'd be deadly. She's sick of the views. <laughs> um, but, but they all have a, 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 a nugget. A nugget of something. Mm. And then, you know, it's like this idea of a Chinese whisper. Say mm. I've discovered or found out something mm. at some sort of... Say I took a big bag of shrooms and I saw mm. that we're all one, like, right? Mm. And I told you, mm. I said, Bray, I saw this thing last night. And I didn't know that I'd taken shrooms. I just took a big bag of shrooms because I was starving and I was out in the field. And a bush started burning, right? Mm, mm. Uh, um, for That's example, definitely how that happened. <laughs> yeah, DMT. Actually, I looked into that. That actually, there, there, there was talk that over there there's be a bit of DMT and from the heat of the sun that maybe there was a, some sort of fumes and. But, um, but say I had the big bag of shrooms and either I, that or somebody lighting farts again, which you know. Yeah, does that get you? It's not big and it's not clever. <laughs> Um, so and I saw that we're all one and there's no separation and this is it happening and it's it's the big bang in every moment or some wild mm. vision of how mm. of this existence mm. and I told you it mm. and then you went away that night and you were thinking about it you was, mm. and you said uh, you wrote down Jesus Frank says we're all one maybe we are all one mm. and but, uh, and then you tuppence. add a tiny little tuppence mm. into it and then that tuppence over a couple of thousand years of course mm. and then you a little bit of creative license sure let's just make Mary a virgin or whatever you know because it fits this part of the story and all that mm. but that's so in what we're saying like we were talking about the simplicity it probably started off with something wonderfully simple that life is unknowable we'll say mm. and it's mm. it can't be written down mm. and like the 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 Tao Te Ching starts off with the Tao that can be, which is Taoism, but mm. the, the, it starts off with the line, the Tao that can be known is not the Tao. So in other words, the life that can be understood mm. is not it. Mm. Mm. And that's, and then it goes on to start talking about it. Like, they love, they love, they love a um, contradiction in Eastern, Eastern mysticism, don't they? Well, that's it, you see. You see, there's no, I don't think there's any fucking truth. I mean, that's the good thing. A, a, a priest or a pope or, a, or an atheist, everybody thinks they've got it sussed. Mm. Maybe an atheist is more, um, more base. It's the bur- he is, uh, as Ricky Gervais would say, the burden of proof is not on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but I, I presume you know you, you, it'll be interesting when people are actually born atheist because you can only by definition become atheist by wandering off the the true path as it were in inverted commas currently I mean no nobody really has the opportunity we're probably just about to face the first generation who will be brought up without religion in Ireland yeah yeah um, I mean my children would have been brought up in religious in, in a religious environment in the Catholic mm. Church um, because that's what their schooling was yeah. uh, and, and I remember seeing the, the lonely little boy and, and talking to his mother who lived across the road who, who had made the decision and she wasn't a particularly strident person she was a quiet thoughtful lady she just quietly said to me that she wasn't going to let him um, make his Holy Communion mm. and that she didn't want to anyway well. and feeling terribly sorry for him because it was such a source of excitement for all the kids mm. um, and there's nothing wrong with that that they're yeah. excited about uh, getting a few bob like they yeah. don't really understand and being yeah. the centre of attention for the day yeah, yeah. absolutely um, but he wasn't and, then, and they were all having parties and I felt so sorry for him that he wasn't going to be having a party in his house And that's the thing you risk excluding mm. 
but yeah. he was a lovely lovely lad and uh, I'd known him since he was really small mm. um, and I thought it's kind of a brave decision a really brave decision on her part yeah and she didn't make it with any kind of strident uh, crusading stand mm. she just quietly decided that that wasn't going to happen and she consulted him and he said no I don't really want to do it but I think it might have been he might have regretted it afterwards and um, being left yeah. it just because it was left yeah because of the big day yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and that's what it is like we I haven't made it, I, I mean all mine are going to do it I do I mean here's one for you Frank yeah if 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 we're true atheists why do we celebrate Christmas I know yeah <laughs> I know I mean, why yeah. don't we just have stuff in the face say to our friends I'm sorry I'm so, I mean do you know any atheists who don't do Christmas okay maybe they don't go to to mass but. But um, they don't say no. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna put a tree. We're not gonna exchange. They might be. They probably be I'm different. Not have a steak or something. Yeah, they probably have a steak or something like that. But I mean, it does break the year up, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Where in the Bible does it say we have to eat turkey at Christmas? Yeah. Well, I think you see that's Maybe actually that's those, taken from another one of those festivals. It's, it's, so it's it is. one of those bits that were edited out. Well, no, they just borrowed it from Nigella, somewhere else. Saint Nigella's Bible. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Nigella loved a bit of turkey, but um, <laughs> dirty turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dirty God, Nigella. She, she is dirty, like I mean, ah, there's lovely. no question. Lovely, wonderful, yeah. yeah. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sid James would have been delighted. Um, but what was I going to say to you now? Uh, there on what were we saying there? Turkey and Christmas and. Why? Why do we not opt out of Christmas if we're atheist? Yeah. It doesn't even enter our our minds. Because it is now a festival of consumerism. As everybody knows. Yeah, you see, I don't really have a problem with belief systems and all that. Believe what you want. Like, just mm. don't go telling me, mm. you know, how to live my life. But, I mean, I I don't know. Christmas, to me, is a great chance to stuff your face. Mm. Just like... Um, well, see, we don't have many ones. Then when he died, didn't we, we have another one, Easter? It's another one, isn't it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah you can stuff your face uh, then too. Another opportunity was like that about food. Yeah. <laughs> but you and also wine always fascinated me. The fact that in Christian religion, wine is so central to everything. So you've got to get drink in there as well. Food, yeah, drink, that, it's actively encouraged. Well, like, especially when he turned the water into wine. I mean, that's the way I look at it, is that he encourages. I think that's why the Irish probably just drink so much, because, well, Jesus... Well, I can remember being at Mass and thinking somehow this was wrong, seeing the priest drinking. I, I, Did I just, you? just assumed that they that they wouldn't, mm. um, that it was it was kind of, you know, way too much fun. Yeah. And, and that they can't, you know, that religion isn't about fun. Well, they say there's a fair few priests now who were kind of lo- uh, loving the old attention they might get now. I'd say they had a fair bit of fun, the, it, ones that would head over to that lonely housewives and... Um, I remember my mother saying to me, "You'd make a or was it might, it might be my grandmother? You'd make a lovely clergyman." I think it was because I was kind of skinny and gaunt and serious looking. They <laughs> thought that that'd be that's exactly what you need yeah. to, to be taken seriously <laughs> on a Sunday. I can't see when, that. Yeah. T- talking down to people. Yeah, <laughs> with your collar, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I so I you see I try to be conscious of the idea of trying to force my perspective on things with my kids mm. and so I don't say to them more than you brought your kids up with the mm. religion just because it was there mm. I don't tell them what I think and I don't think but I do say to Faye mm. which story do you prefer the one about Jesus or the one about Cinderella mm. and she likes Cinderella she prefers Cinderella yeah 
They're both stories. Mm, one, are, yeah. One just is a pic- one is animals in, which is always good with little girls. Yeah. Cuddly <laughs> sheep and donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. She. I don't Camels. think she. She really doesn't know the Jesus one properly yet, which is great. How old is she now? Six. Six. Yeah. She hasn't learned it from me, so I don't go teaching it, but I don't necessarily go. But she'll learn about this at school. She will. I and saw she, a book coming home there yesterday. She's playing a tree it. in the nativity play. Yeah. I think anything where she doesn't have to be seen, I think, would be <laughs> one where she'd be more comfortable, but she's already shy, which is interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, she won't make a choice. I mean, children given the choice to choose religion or not would never choose religion. Yeah. It's, it's only something that can be foisted upon you. Yeah. You can, o- you can only be schooled in it. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of a given with religions that, yeah. they, that the trick is to get them when they're young and don't understand anything it's like so the banks isn't it? It. get you in get you your yeah, Henry yeah. the Hippo bank savings yeah. thing and get you in early like it is a bit that there's an idea for the church <laughs> what, a little crucifix <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe a little confessional box that you could save That's, coins in with that could money. really yeah could and put it. all your sins in there too yeah. imagine like be asking an aged old like that, you didn't have confession. No. So no. we were at, like we were asked. You know, you have to reveal your sins. Mm. So what are your sins? Mm. And I remember going into a confessional box one day, and I was making a stand because mm. he asked me, "Well, what? How long's it been?" Mm. And my parents were waiting outside, like because they forced me to go in, and I didn't like the idea of going in. So I went in. And they said, "Well, what are your sins?" Mm. And I said, "To be honest, I've done nothing wrong." Mm. He still gave me a couple of our fathers. Yeah, yeah for lying. For, <laughs> I had done nothing wrong. But like, I genuinely had done nothing wrong. But so, were there not sins of contemplation? I mean, surely by resisting, uh, I didn't mean to call you Shirley, by the way. Uh, by by, by, by resisting the confessional, was that in itself not a sin of intention? Well, he didn't say that to me, but it could well have been. And that was the other thing. Was this, you weren't allowed to think about thoughts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You weren't allowed to covet your neighbour's wife. Yeah. And that already at a young age, I had or a kind of a bit... neighbour's vestal virgin. Well, I had already attraction to uh, women at a young age, whatever age it was, mm. must, uh, when finding out about those things. I think it was Debbie who used to live up the road yeah. and she was like way older than me and I remember mm. thinking... Gorgeous. I, I didn't know why I liked her, but I liked her. Mm. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. I, and, Fabulous thing. I, I remember thinking... Well, I mean, how am I not supposed to... I, I, I think this is totally unfair that I can't think about this even. Because it was... You cannot covet and say your neighbour's wife. That's ridiculous, like. Mm. If she's really good looking, mm. <laughs> surely you can have thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember... Um, <laughs> it's interesting when you describe that, that first stirring of kind of attraction that you don't understand. And it's, yeah. it's wonderfully innocent and... and uh, Kind of aesthetic, really, I suppose. Right? Yeah. It's not really sexual. It's not, it you don't understand level, it. It's pretty amazing. It's an aesthetic thing. And I remember being at a... My cousin was about a year older than me and being at her birthday party and being yeah. the only boy there surrounded by all these beautiful young girls. And yeah. I think I was very young. I was probably like six or seven. Or something. Yeah. And I, I decided it'd be a good idea to wear my Indian hair headdress. Right. You know, just because just I had one. This would yeah. impress everybody. And um, the girls, of course, were attracted to the feathers and were kind of stroking the feathers. And I was quite indignant about this, you know, I get it off. Yeah. <laughs> my headdress. Stroking my feathers. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of peacocking, I suppose, in, in my own in my Yeah, own you way. absolutely yeah. are, yeah. yeah. Had your time, yeah. But I remember thinking that, you know, a couple of the girls were very pretty and I, I wouldn't have even 
maybe use that word, just being strangely, oddly attracted. Yeah, it's to, funny, to isn't it? How it arises, how suddenly from one day you're going along mm. and you you absolutely hate them mm. and they're just prissy and you wouldn't invite them to your party or you yeah. hate the idea that any of the lads see you even talking to. And then suddenly the next day you're kind of going along going, what the hell? But it's odd because, you know, and I think it's part of the, part of the problem is that you were attracted to the pretty girls. Yeah. Before you knew what they were like. Yeah. So before they, were, before you had experienced whether they were pleasant, funny, compassionate, kind. Yeah. Intelligent, um, uh, fair. You know, any. any Intrinsically, we're all we're all we all know what beauty is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just it's beauty first. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, very dangerous, which kind of uh, you know accounts for our obsession with them. Um, body and, and appearance and you know the cosmetic business well, why do you think women have uh, when men, men why did they have loads of babies or some babies or whatever I mean you look because you look at this parcel of beauty and mm. smells amazing and mm. they there's no way this could be hard work should all have to do is push it on a pram all day around mm. and it's amazing mm. and then I mean then when obviously after that but that's how it's so uh, and apparently the I saw some study about scientifically the best looking people have faces closer to the symmetry of babies That's right. yeah, yeah that yeah. were drawn to Hence that big eyes yeah the big eyes important. yeah that's why all the disney characters have huge eyes that are way disproportionate is that it to their bodies yeah because we're programmed to to um respond to large eyes yeah. otherwise babies would die <laughs> because we wouldn't feed them and care enough about them and, and also we're, we're we're programmed to uh, to respond to that high-pitched crying uh, at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, because if we could it's turn true. over and go back to sleep, uh, a proportion of us would. So they have to be, they ha- you have to get something back from the no sleep, the countless hours, mm. Mm. your life totally taken from you. It's because you're looking at them and every morning you go in in the morning and you you suddenly go, ah, oh, I might be exhausted, but you just smirked at me or something and I blown away again oh it's, it's, I saw a beautiful child yesterday in, in a cafe just the friendliest little girl uh, with her mother yeah. very happy she was only a few months old she was just started walking smiling at everybody just mm. lit up my day beautiful yeah. little blonde haired girl great big smile on her face I love I love little kids yeah um, I love children um, mm. couldn't eat a whole one but uh, <laughs> yeah quite nice sautéed mm. um, I, I you know I think I think the, the greatest thing that children teach us yeah. the, the gift they give us is um, to teach us to be less selfish well they batter you into that though uh, my phone's after dying there but anyway um, I'm hoping that's what we have recorded but we have it here anyway so um, they batter you into that though it's not a, a pleasant soft submission well for me I found that I was slowly but surely it's just a case of you want to you mm. might want to go in and enjoy a glass of wine in the mm. evening time mm. when they're x amount or you might want to spend your time over the dinner but the reality is you've only x amount of time to stuff that food into you before something kicks off and nappy has to be changed something has to be done and so the, you, you, for me i got broken slowly but surely mm. in that do you believe um, and it's a related topic that the idea that men never really grow up that we're just we just remain boyish, yeah, uh, uh, but slightly grayer and balder and more stooped. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that women actually are more mature and, and more responsible, intelligent, more responsible. Yeah, I don't know about more intelligent. Um, 
But I would say emotionally intelligent and more oh, recluding and more mature and yeah. more yeah. Yeah. responsible. Uh, responsible. Yeah. And yeah. more compassionate. More, yeah. Uh, which I think is... is we're really great good. too, though. I mean, we're... we're we're great crack we're lifting heavy weights. Well, yeah, we're handy um, to have around to carry stuff in Ikea. But as soon as we have robots that, you know, in the home that can do that, I don't think... We're, we're replaceable. I don't think we'd be necessary. Goes to, it goes both ways. Hmm. Doesn't it? Well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. You so know, the girls can drink beer now, so they don't need us to do that for them. Um, <laughs> it's permissible for ladies to drink pints. I, can, I was just thinking the other day about... It. Um, seeing friends of mine when I was about 18 or 19 girlfriends uh, you know the pubs around Trinity College and that part of town Kennedy's for instance at the mm. of Trinity there, drinking pints of Guinness and drinking a ball of malt with that and a, a ball of malt a ball of malt was, was a, a nip of, of, of whiskey it was called a ball of malt have you never heard of that? no I haven't a pint of stout and a ball of malt a, a, a chaser? yeah a chaser oh I know a chaser a ball of malt they ask for you you need to you need to discover Flan O'Brien and um, the point of blame that you're only man. <laughs> you're only man. You're only man. When you know we we've, we've hit the we've hit the hour here. Oh yeah. And yeah, I was I was going to talk to you about marketing, but I mean that's going to have to be the next time. Another day. Another day. Thank Another you very hour. much. It's absolute pleasure, Frank. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah, it's always interesting talking to you. Likewise, we talk to you all night. We chew the all day. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, if you like the conversation that I just had and you'd like more, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you. Bye.